April 5th, 2004. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
empty Maybe it was that other song You sang about the beautiful dress that gets torn from Pedro show April 5th 2004 edition back in the mode with brother Matt new and improved rig that's right we got uh, let me orient your microphone <laughs> brother Matt we got the Mac back in uh, attack Mac. mode Mac is back. so it can capture some <coughs> broadcasts from the love grotto here on pleasure point what from Pedro show. So you've been traveling a lot since the last show. I have been traveling. Yeah, we only had one March show. Only one February show. Because I was doing the album. And last was uh, tripping around. 23,000 miles on the airplane. Play in Japan, Osaka, Chiba, and Tokyo. And then over to uh, England with the, oh, the stuff in Tokyo and Chiba Nasaka was uh, Stooges, first uh, Stooges gigs ever in Japan, and that was wild. Japanese dig it. They were into it. So, um, one gig, Tokyo, yeah, this kid comes on stage with a mohawk with his shirt off, and he does 20 push-ups in front of me. <laughs> wow, playing no fun. Remind me of school when uh, the teacher asked me, give me 20 watt. Asked me, told me, <laughs> commanded me. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I went to England, this All Tomorrow's Parties Festival, I guess the fifth one, because it started over there, Barry Hogan, great festival down by the water, uh, English Channel, little resort thing built after the war for working people called Camber Sands, uh, not Bouge, <laughs> these little uh, 
well, they called them chalets, chalets, but uh, they're like little dorms. The kids uh, paid 99 pounds for three days, stay in them. It's actually two weeks, but we were there the first week. And each night was a uh, headline and band got to pick the bands, curate. So the first night was Mogwai, Scottish band. The second night was Tortoise from Chicago. And they, that, that's people who asked me aboard. And uh, I played at two in the afternoon with the John and Terry show, Terry Trebtich and um, Tom Watson. And then later at eight o'clock uh, with the second man, and it was the uh, premiere or debut, whatever, first time ever playing the whole Second Man's Mill Stand, my new album. And that was a trip. Kind of scary. Very scary. Uh, you know, Pete couldn't bring his organ, so there was supposed to be some synthesizer lined up uh, that would sound like an organ. Of course, it didn't show up, so he had to play one of the tortoise keyboards, and it turned out to be pretty much total toy. And... Uh, Brother Matt has got to check the hatch. He's given the signal to be quiet. Captain Jack. Oh, okay. Captain Jack. We'll get you by tonight. Anyway, we got through it. There was clams. I knew I was going to space on some of the words. So uh, I laid out papers, but without my glasses, that shit was too tiny. I couldn't see it. So. The cheat sheets weren't. I kind of, yeah, the crutch. Crutch mode was disabled. So, uh, but it was okay. We broke the water. I know each time we do it now, it'll be better and better. You can prack and prack and prack, which is what we did. I was home a couple of days in between Japan and England phase, and we pracked even then. We pracked the morning. We flew out. But when you get in front of folks, it's just a whole nother thing. So, I have a chocolate, but... Not all the way, and it. I think it was trippy, and I told the tortoise guys, you know, you probably had us on, so we'd not be another tortoise band, something different for the evening. I think we were definitely. I to credit to the English kids, uh, they're very open-minded. All the bands, there was a lot of unique bands. It wasn't like a MTV dealio or something, you know. Yeah, that was not generic at all. All these uh, different kinds of things. A lot of the bands didn't have front men, you know. They're just sound and kids were digging on it, checking it out. Yeah, it's a very open minded. Philosophy behind that whole that whole uh, concert, just uh, the way it's so non-merch or corporate. Yeah, more for the um, sake of just checking things out and exploring new ground and maybe get your mind blown hopefully and instead of retread with the last week's cliche you know which probably people get enough of that and other modes of their life so I should tell you what I played we started off with John Coltrane of course something off meditations called consequences and followed that up with brand new Mission of Burma Bob Weston um, plays bass oh yeah the night we played was uh, Tortoise, but the third night was uh, Shellac, another Chicago band. And Bob Weston's bass player in Shellac, and he also does a place with Martin Swope in uh, Mission of Burma. So he gave me a new album. Cool. It's just brand new. Not out yet, but you can hear it right here. Watt from Pedro Show. Yeah, done on them last uh, alternative party. The one here in Long Beach, yeah. Queen Mary? 
Yeah, great band. Come back from a lot of years. <laughs> Gone. Or on hold. Um, in Japan, the guy putting on the gigs for the Stooges, or one of the partners, is a cat named Ray. Very nice guy. It turns out uh, he knows all about this scene that was very influential on me in the late 70s. Um, pop group and Slits, uh, Adrian Sherwood, these uh, cats, kind of a heavy dub, trippy thing. And uh, he's got a label there in Japan. He's reissuing all this stuff. So he oh, cool. gave me a bunch of things. He knows Mark Stewart personally. Says maybe he can get me, maybe jam with him, oh, which would be so wild. Nice. Yeah. It was called Happy Rock Festival. Magic Rock. Magic Rock. Right. <laughs> Right, Ma magic rock out, and the joke was it was magic lockout, but you know how the thing with the R's and L's over there. I mean that's what Japanese guy told him. So because it goes really late, I mean we were on in the middle and we were eleven thirty. There was bands going wow. at three four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I saw a good bass player. The band uh, right after us was an English band called Primal Scream friend of mine Kevin Shields in there and I really like the singer Bobby Trippy Cat Gillespie Bobby Gillespie uh, but they got this bass player named Manny he's great great so you get to go check out some Japanese bands too so. yeah Eiko a friend of mine brought me to a, a Japanese gig there was a US band playing last a Chapel Hill band called Ben Davis uh not the clothes, but that's what I was told. I guess there's clothes called Ben. It was some guy named Ben Davis, and um, happened to be on bass was Dancer. The guy was a helper man on the Jay Maskus Fog Tour. That's a trip. But there was four Japanese bands ahead of that. Uh, three of them Tokyo, and one of them Nagoya, and they were wild. They had their own sounds. They were singing English, but not phonetic. It was real on English. And uh, it's incredible how efficient it was. They had like five bands in two and a half hours. You know, nobody bogarted. They got equipment right on and off. There was a woman sound person. And she really, it'd take her like maybe a minute of the first song to get it sounding so good. This wow. little club packed to the gills. You know, I was kind of paranoid. It was downstairs, just one door. I guess if there was a fire, everybody would just, you know, orderly walk. Out, you know, they have a it's kind of a more polite thing over there, so um, yeah, everybody gets seduced. All the U.S. people I know go, they get seduced by that polite thing. The Ashton brothers, oh, they yeah. fell in love with it. Oh, yeah, because you're so used to meanness over here and stuff. Uh -huh. So when you go over there and everybody's nice, it is kind of a trip, but the cost of living's kind of high. So, people all in the fashion mode, they're all done up pretty much. Well, you know, the hoes were kind of in the bouge part of town, so yeah, you were seeing salary men and those types all done up. But I can't believe all Japanese societies like that. About the concerts. And uh, yeah, the kids look just like it was the U.S. Yeah, it's hard to tell what unique Japanese young fashion is because it looks just like here. You know, or we're looking just like them. Whatever. I can. Not sure, but 
there's much more English this time around. Uh, people speaking, which is pretty good, neat, you know, for handicapped people like us who <laughs> expect everybody to speak English, you know, well, they do. <laughs> and so you could learn uh, from folks that way about what was going on and not just have to guess so much. Uh, very knowledgeable about music. The record situation with the stores is amazing. All the different trips, lots of stuff. They're major into collecting things and stuff like that. So it was really neat. Uh, across from the hotel in Tokyo was the place where Raymond Pettibone's art show was when had his first Japanese show over there. And so I got to get a catalog. Some place called Tokyo Opera City. And in fact, the hotel I was in was the same one that Sophia did her movie, um, Lost Translation. <laughs> I recognized the scenes in it, which was a trip. Getting another record on here. Well, anyway, get back to uh, that guy Ray and him knowing these folks. Well, he gave me some CDs, and one of them was Tackhead, which is Adrian Sherwood. He mixed the produced pop group. So here's something he did called, uh, I guess it's a remix, something called Tamari's Dream here on the Watt from Pedro show. <laughs> ネームズガーは流れてないよろしいでしょうかイフレパルザビオンブザレオザベアラバトネアブラムシ韓国民謡のわらじ熊猫新山でもですねゴー震えていちゃダメじゃないよ大悟なんかに負けちゃいやよ。ちゃんさ震えていちゃダメじゃないよ。なんかに負けちゃいやよ。ウィアイカワイパイですね。ドンアホが歌ってます。春またしが歌うイ
見えてまいりました三流れ川でございますこの川は天保三年一夜にして出来上がったと伝えられております右手
fighting with the geeks and all that and then the judgment of God said to them ありますですね。え、ま、例えばこれはそのお、動画を撮れた。みんなで買いたいし、やりますとかの、ま、向こうの収録の方からは、あ、そうか、そうか、今行くぞと。このようなことが、じゃあ、お、そうだ。ただま
Watt from Pedro Show. Captain Jack just came by and gave me that CD. It's something from Japan, a band called Big Frog 4 with Cappuccino Bastard. Kind of mellow jam. Coffee he thought they were jamming. He told us he was at the gig. He saw him in Amsterdam at the Milk Fag and he <laughs> said they were jamming. <laughs> kind of slack. Before that, we had Tackhead doing uh, Tomorrow's Dream. What, from Pedro's show? Here's something from uh, some of my favorite cats uh, north of the border. Uh, no means no, but in this incarnation, it's the Wright brothers as Mr. Wrong, Mr. Wright and Mr. Wrong here on Watt from Pedro's show.
feel and who you are is something I will never know. What surrounds me gives no shelter. What binds me does not hold. And the light that bathes me and warms my skin in my eyes is always cold.
Straight through downtown hell And then it drove me straight on 
From Pedro Show, that's Mike Mark from his new album "Walking Without You" is the name of the song. <clears throat> Long Beach Cat, originally. Funeral, Texan the Horse Heads. Um, before that, we had uh, Cat and Mouse from Miss Murgatroyd and Petra Hayden. They just made a new album. I'll be having that soon. It's from their first record. And we started off with This Wound Will Never Heal by Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong. The Wright Brothers. Also of No Means No and the Hanson Brothers. Great bass player, great drummer. A lot from Pedro Show. Uh, here it's Sunny. But, you know, I've yet to see a sunrise. It's been so gray every morning. And I love taking pictures of sunrise and just can't do it. At nighttime, the planetary deal, too. And, yeah. Check that out. It's just uh, kind of the June gloom early. Yeah. Get this marine layer. Unfortunate, but, you know, I heard it snowed in... Uh, Western Colorado, northern New Mexico, so it's not as intense as that. I was going to tour this uh, spring, right? April 29 to May 29, but looks like the record's not going to come out till August, so I put the tour off till September 3rd to November 9. El Mar Curatoro, tour 2004, which is Espanol for... The sea cures all. Thank you, Mr. Nick Toshes. So you get done uh, right before uh, the winter kicks in. You know it. That's uh, the plan. Okay. Um, coming to the end of the first hour of the 2004 April 5 edition Watt from Pedro Show. Um, spin cycle coming up in the next hour, right? Ooh. Yeah, and got to tell you never called. We almost had, oh, it wouldn't yeah, matter yeah. because uh, we couldn't do the show yesterday. It was all spent getting the uh, gear. Upgrading. Yep, upgrading. So everything's for its purpose. But one day we'll have the, the big return of <laughs> DJ Ty. Okay, hang tight for hour two. April 5, 2004. 
It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. I think I'm about to learn a couple things I don't want to know. About the one I love, have my hopes up high, now they're He's just right for me, that's what I thought But I see I was mistaken, she is not I'm not looking but some perverse face Keeps making me see everything Some chance keeps uncovering all in front of me wouldn't mind so much to go stupid at her touch and never see what does not add up or what adds up to too much if I could only Ignorant with bliss, I would take the ride I could hold her close in here while her secrets wait outside I'm not listening, but some perverse fame Keeps whispering things in my ear Some cruel chance Mumbling stuff When I can hear Well I've been told That she does this and that With this and that One I know And she's been seen Here and there In places I don't go There, when 
and they're inside. Stashing his old biscuit tin Stashing his cash everyone Let's go hunting Henry look here we come You should pretend to be Henry, everyone Everyone's dead Everyone's dead 
Okay. Wow, that was a trip. A lot from Pedro's show with uh, Transelement, a band from England. Tune there called King Henry. They gave me their CD over at the Altamars party thing. Trippy sounds. Before that was It's Opposed by Nellie McKay, and we started off with Some Perverse Fate by Paul Sinoyan. Now I'm very pleased, proud, invigorated. <laughs> My brother Matt and his spin cycle. Thank you.
you pray. Teach me every single part, I'll be your guide. You are a prisoner, looking for to be. You can't change your face, but can change your mind. No matter what you do, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, no matter what you do. Don't leave on the ground, come.
once a man who was all obsessed with the strangest things like Nestle Quick, original CDRs, and Afro Sheen. He built himself this dome, never left his home, decided life is much better when you're on your own. Might not want my opinion, but he could have been on to something good. He watched videos of MASH from 7 to 8.30 and good times till 10.15. He washed and vacuumed the floor, was never dirty, had a mile-high pile of Us magazine, cases of wine that he bought online, but the delivery hadn't been around for quite some time. His moment was becoming more unbearable for a man without his Merlot, so he stepped out.
Watt from Pedro Show. That's uh, Mosquito, Bama, Chad Fair, Tim Floyan, and Steve Shelley from the Sonics on the drums there. Cool little tune called uh, Pretty Little Thing from Four Song EP of theirs. Before that, we had Bargain Music, Long Beach Bam with Charles Takes a Walk. Day in the Life, kind of a trip there in dub. Uh, before that, we had Eric Larson with Smile for the Soul Stealing Camera off the You've Got Your Orders album. I did a track for that with uh, Thurston Talia. The guy, what the premise of the record was, he the kept making it, would give everybody a title, and then you just have to come up with a song off that. So my title, the motherfuckers are going up. Scooter boy. When I was down the boat, it was so loud. No, it ain't Scooter. It's, yeah, that, that was Scooter Boy Oh, right but there. there's Lawn Guys. Yeah, Lawn Boys. Yeah, and it's Lawn Boys, Hermanos <laughs> or whatever, muchachos. They're blasting. Yeah, my... Um, Rubber gasket on my windshield got sucked in. I got to get some armol and soften it up. It's all hard. Well, she's for 13 and a half years. Uh, before uh, Eric Larson, we had Meltdown by Grover. That's off this uh, compilation called Two Minute Men. These guys gave me, it's actually two double seven inches, so four seven inches all together in two volumes. A compilation of English bands. These guys came up to me at the Altamars parties and they said, you understand more when you read the note. And in the bag was these two uh, double uh, seven inches and a note. And uh, yeah, they named it after uh, the Minuteman. Cool. And uh, they have quotes from History Lesson on, on the covers and stuff. But they're uh, attributed to D. Boone. I mean, D. Boone said them, but I wrote them. But, you know, I love them. That's okay. They can. Cool. It's okay if D-Boom gets the credit. Yeah, sweet. And all that stuff followed up uh, Brother Matt's spin cycle. But you had uh, issues. Uh, it was a clam chowder fest. Happens. <laughs> I thought it had some neat grooves. At one point, you cats couldn't hear it. But Brother Matt said, to disco. <laughs> and he had to. Segue out of that mode. Yeah, yeah, got got some new stuff to play, and and uh, some of them were like blind picks. So sometimes you win, and sometimes you clam. Oh, I like when the kids <laughs> give me their uh, CDs after the gigs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you know it has nothing on it, so I just play it. And, uh, yeah, you, know, you roll the dice. It's stuff that like, I'll, I'll notice that maybe other people don't, but then there's other ones that other people definitely notice. <laughs> Self-evident. <laughs> okay, we're at the end of hour two. Watch Bedro Show, April fifth, two thousand four. Stay tight for hour three. April fifth, two thousand four. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show, and here's part nine of the incredible adventures of Jack Flanders. And now, for today's thrilling adventure in the land of the talking totems.
Captain Jack has joined forces with the fearless pirate queen to free little Frida from the clutches of the sorcerer, Mad Missoula. Uh, not to be confused with the gentle alchemist, Dr. Missoula. Thank you. Captain Jack and his fearless Frombork flew to the top of Mad Missoula's pass, where in the dark tower overlooking the pass, little Frida is held captive. But when Jack entered the tower, he found himself back in his living room. Or was it really his living room? He sat in the big, overstuffed green velvet chair and had yet another dream, eventually finding himself drifting on a river. Are we all our own sorcerers? Creating illusions for ourselves? The mist is clearing. Oh my God, what's that? Suddenly, there before him stands a large, grinning demon. Oh! No, uh, several large, grinning demons. Uh-oh. Squatting, one atop another, all grinning with thick, sultry, smirking lips and long, pointed teeth and narrow, squinting Wait eyes and... hold on. Th- these aren't demons. Oh? This is a totem pole. Uh-huh. What's this? A coin slot. Please insert 25 cents. <laughs> Back in the old days, it was probably a nickel. Well, here goes. Nothing. Just swallowed my quarter and that's it. Looks like the woodpeckers have been at this thing. Cut that out. Huh? You heard him. They talk. What did you expect, Bonehead? Well, a talking totem pole, that I didn't expect. Looking for something? uh, Yes, as a matter of fact, a little girl with pigtails. Sometimes she smokes rather large Havana cigars. You you haven't seen her, have you? No. No. Well, is there a name to this place? No. Yes. What? Pay any attention to that, Nick. Uh, he's at the waterline. Barely above. Doesn't have the overview we have. Oh, low man on the totem pole, huh? Exactly. exactly. This realm has a name, regardless of what those peckerwoods say. Better peckerwood than waterlogged for brains. Peckerwood means. Cool and airy thinking. What's that? It's that damn woodpecker again. You're finished. Oh, 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 what is the name of this realm? The Nevermind. The Nevermind. Nevermind. The Marquis led you astray. You mean that was not the Nevermind? Yes, yes it, it was. was. No, it wasn't. All right, it wasn't. The Nevermind is simply the outer borders of your mind. Do you take in borders? What? Shall we tell him the story of the midget? Yes. 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 Look, no offense, but I don't have the time. I need assistance finding little Frida. You'll never find little Frida. Huh? Never. No? You're full of sawdust. <laughs> You'll have to battle the sorcerer. I understand. He understands. No, he doesn't. You pick the weapons at your choice. I don't understand. Since he could crush you in an instant, he's giving you a... Sporting chance. A fair shake. But what weapons? Dreams. Dreams? My suggestion is to ask for assistance. From whom? 
Friends. Enemies. Friends or enemies. Living or dead. But I suggest you... Yes? Hey. Hey, are you there? Anyone home? Oh, oh, another quarter. Pick up where your dream left off. Which dream? That's all he ever does, is dream. No, that's not all I ever do. That's what you think, Bonehead. One can learn to direct their dreams, as you're well aware. Well aware. Well aware. I think... He thinks... Shut up. The dream with Mojo and Dr. Missoula. Dr. Missoula? He's dead. Yeah, but you said living or dead, right? I said that. Well, anyway, little Frida once said, regardless, call on Dr. Missoula if I ever need help. All right, Captain Jack. Mojo and Dr. Missoula challenge Mad Merlin Missoula to a dream. May the best dreamer win. A little dream music, maestro. You're gonna get stopped. Where were you pick up? Pick up? Well, how about right after Dr. Missoula chased me with the cast iron steam powered demon and the street caved in? What shall we call this episode? The City of Demons. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. The mist has burned off. Hey, look at that. Skyships. But they'll be moored above the city. Hmm. Pirates? Uh, merchants and pirates here for the festival. Oh. What'll be yours, boys? Um, I'll have a number two, sunny side up. Hmm. Yours, tall, dark, and handsome. Well, number five, over light. Hmm. And yours, big boy. Uh, me? Um, well, how well, about a dead parrot special? A dead parrot special? No, <laughs> I don't think so. An omelet. A six-egger? Six-egger, uh... They're real small eggs, honey. Oh, all right. And coffee. Sugar? What? Oh, uh, yes. yes. That's it? That's it. There goes a sultry wench. Give me two dead parrots on their back, two dead parrots on their feet, and six baby dead parrots flat out. Yeah, yeah. Well, boys, how about taking your sly and subtle demon for a spin? Oh, no thanks. You know, something has changed, hasn't it? It's chilly. A sudden gust of wind blows the door open, and in steps the sorcerer. His great black cape flutters in the mage wind. His dark eyes pierce the room. Like two black beacons, they sweep the light aside, chilling everyone in their tracks. And then they find what they seek. So, my pathetic half-brother, we meet once more. Such pleasure. Not a pleasure for me, merely. Hey, Marlin, not for thee, but only for me. You've, you've come for the festival? For, for the tournament. Well, I suppose we'll meet again. We will. Of that, I'm certain. <laughs> What's that? They're unloading something down there. Good grief! Look at ah. the size of that demon! That's... that's your demon? My demon! What kind of demon is that? The great grappling demon of gargantuan greed. Ooh-wee! 
We will meet once more, my pathetic half-brother, half-wit. <laughs> Excuse me, are you the captain? I. Who are you? Captain of this ship. But, but your face. You have no face. Mojo. Nice view from the deck. Buy something romantic. Aye, aye, captain. Why are you doing this? I don't think you could understand. I'll sure as hell try. It'd be better if you could. Mojo, uh, now he's gone. Hmm. Come over here. Hear your footsteps? Yes. You're not on the deck of a sky galleon. Uh, but I, I am. It's all just thoughts. Look, I know what thoughts are. This is real. I, I don't understand. I told you you wouldn't. Wait a minute. These, this is all a creation of that... There was a sign back there. What did it say? It said, uh, this way to the catacombs. Catacombs? Ho hold it a second. What? Let's get out of here. What? Hey! Something's dropping out of the ceiling! Look out! A heavy steel gate crashes down, sealing off the passage. Damn. This, this thing won't budge. Oh, there's no getting out this way. Maybe there's no getting out no way. How are you fixed for matches? Fine. You got a cigarette? No, 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 no. We need some light if we're ever going to find our way out of this place. Oh, Mojo, it's no use. We're just getting deeper and deeper into this slimy mess. Wait a minute. Look at these bones. Why? Look at the way they've been crunched. Crunched? Yeah, crunched. Rats? No. Something with big jaws. Big jaws? Yeah, yeah. I think these bones here are from uh, clowns like us that never found their way out. Oh. This calls for drastic action. Like what? Well, there's this old wizard I knew. He could conjure up benevolent demons. Oh? I used to watch him do it. Yeah? You never call up a demon unless you know the spell of this missile. Are you, are you sure you want to summon up a real demon? Yeah, a friendly demon that'll get us out of here. There are friendly demons? Sure. There's some fine lines between demons and gods. And, and you can dismiss it anytime you want? No problem. You've done this before? Uh, well... You haven't done this before. I've watched and memorized. Uh, oh, Lord. Hey, what's that? Do you hear that? What is it? Maybe the bone crusher. All right, all right. Call the demon. Hold this match. I hope you know what you're doing. It's cool, man. Mojo draws an odd elliptical pattern upon the floor. He places Jack at one extreme, himself at the other, and recites the ancient evocation. For those of you who pronounce it evocation, he recites it that way, too, and waits. The match flickers as though a chill wind had passed through the chamber. 
There, before their eyes, stands the demon. Its skin is an iridescent green, smooth without warts nor hair. Its eyes are large, blinking, bewildered. Its mouth is wide, without lips. There are only three fingers on each hand. Its feet, too, have only three toes. But most incredible of all, it stands, or rather squats, a full seven centimeters in height. Slightly taller than a matchstick. It's not exactly what I had in mind. Oh, it isn't. Nah, I must have goofed on the entombment. You mean you don't know what this thing is? Well, it's a cute little imp. <laughs> Gucci, Gucci. Do, do you know what it's saying? I, I think it's attracted to your match. Why don't you give him one? Oh, oh here. <laughs> he seems to like my shoes, too. <laughs> I should give him a name. Hey, hey, keep that match away from my shoe. I think I'll call him Leroy. Hey, that... That sound is getting awfully close, Mojo. Yeah. Come on, Leroy. Show us the way out of here. That, he seems to know the way. Sure hope so. What? Oh, no, it's a dead end. But no, no. Feels like a door here. Yeah. There are hinges, but there, there is no handle. Wait, Leroy's found a crack. He's disappeared. A hideous head with three oh large feet God. and about 40 tentacles comes creeping Coming up the passage. Come on, come on, push! It's a ball of tentacles! Whoosh. The tentacles feel out for the flattened duo. Look out! Suddenly, a tentacle lashes around Mojo, dragging him from the door and toward the gaily gnashing teeth. In a flash, little Leroy grabs the matches Mojo has dropped and scurries under the lashing tentacles. The tiny demon sticks a match between each of the 16 toes and lights them. The great nauseating creature fails to notice as the matches burn down, heating up the thick hide of its foot. And then, with a shriek and a horrified flurry of tentacles, the monster hops and leaps, releasing Mojo. Jack drags Mojo through the door and slams it shut. The furious creature bashes at it with its many fists. Ghastly thing. Where's little Leroy? I'm afraid he's on the other side of the door. Oh, no. Poor little Leroy. Yeah, he's fond of him, too. <sighs> yeah. A friendship short-lived. Mojo, I think we should get out of here. Yeah. The Incredible Adventures of Jack Flanders will continue in a moment. What? Oh. Mojo? I can hear him, but... I can't see him anywhere. Mojo! It'll be yours, boys. What is that? Oh my God, I think my mind is slipping out from under me. Huh? Water. There's a stream. Mmm. What tastes wonderful. What? It's gone. Was it here? Is my mind just filling space? What'll be yours, boys? What? Nothing. 
definitely inside something. A palace of dreams. M Mojo! What'll be yours, boys? Good grief, I've got to get out of here. Yikes! <laughs> who, who is it? Oh, no. Not him. <sighs> what a mess. Dance? Right. Not bad. Thanks. I uh, I can feel you, but uh, I'm afraid I can't see you. I'm just a dream. Huh? Oh, no, she's gone. I think. <sighs> Someone is playing with me. We move from one desire to another, from one dream to another. Hmm. Well, where are we now? Huh? The ocean. Palm trees. The moon. Nostalgia. Dance. <laughs> All right. I sure wish I could see you. <laughs> Do you have a name? Does it matter? Yeah. I'd like to know why you're doing this. Aren't you doing it to yourself? I don't know. Don't you think everything that happens to you, you do? You do something to me. <laughs> hey, she's gone again. What's happening here? Am I trapped inside my own mind? Hey, what's that? The, the official opening of the Festival of Demons? Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. As into the streets roll the dreadful demons. Huge, heavy, grotesque monsters. Creaking and leering. Flatulating foul smoke and belching great balls of fire. Hey, hey, there's, there's Missoula's demon. Missoula! Missoula, are you in there? Son, you reconsidered my offer. Huh? Are they, babe? Oh, no. Yes, yes, we have. Oh, I see. Well, climb in, boys. Right. You bet. Is no one in? I think so. I'm going to fasten the hatch. Open up, you lily-livered scurvy scum. Hey, hey, can this demon roar? Roar? <laughs> She'll spit fire. Pull the cord there. Right. <laughs> As the remaining darkness swiftly descends, the terrible demons rumble and thunder and growl and bellow as they pass the reviewing stand. The trumpets sound again. The demons raise their cast-iron fists and salute, and then bring them down upon the head of the nearest demon. And the tournament of demons gets into full swing. Uh, ouch! Hey, hey, what's happening? Uh, I think we walked into the middle of a demon bash. Oh. Hot, fiery breaths hiss and bellow from these ungodly monsters as huge cast-iron feet kick, crush, and stomp. Ow! Hey, back us out of here, Missoula. Sorry, boys. No reverse. Good Lord. Him in the megaphone. Where? Oh. Ow! Here, here. Uh, uh, I'll open the porthole. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm the slickest, slyest, 
slipperous demon you've ever seen. Hey, man, let us out. Yeah. On your chickens or demons? Missoula, we, we've got to get out. Now, on your furry feathered chickens or scaly chested demons? <laughs> Look, come now. Man, you got us locked in here. That's right. Watch out! Where? Where? I took a bad hit there. What was that? Looks to me like the demon of glutton. Come on, Missoula, get us out of here. (laughs) Man, your mental stations. This six-armed demon can look any... Look out! How do you work these arms? Grab the lemurs there and and look. There's lust coming in at two o'clock. Where's two o'clock? What's that short evil-looking one sneaking in? That's envy. Disguise the suspicion. I'll take a shot at him. Miss. Too high, too high. Use your lower left. I have it, I have it. Nice work. Knocked him right on his cakes. Guilt. Guilt at eight o'clock. He's mine. Relentless revenge at three o'clock. Let me have him. Idiot compassion. Ten o'clock. Who? Bring it up, huh? Oh, what's that appearing out of your pocket? <laughs> my, my, little Leroy. Leroy, amazing. Envy's getting back up again. Right. Ha! Sloth is creeping up from the rear. Sloth? It'll take a while, but he's coming. The frightful fight continues. The crowds cheer. Demons that have lost their heads stagger drunkenly, crashing into buildings. On and on into the night they continue bash and smash and crush and stomp one another. Three o'clock. I see him. Take that. Right over the wall. Oh, it looks like looks like that was the last one. Yeah. Again? Nuts, I'm done to my last quarter. Well, good luck. Only, uh, one more, boys. <laughs> one more? Uh-oh. Oh, no, Missoula, not that one. Oh. <laughs> A hush falls over the city as the two remaining demons face each other. On the far corner, it's Mad Merlin, Missoula's great grappling demon of gargantuan greed. And in the near corner, Dr. Marlin, Missoula's sly demon of slippery spiritual greed. Now. Now at last, for the real fight. Real fight? My foot. Now let me out of here. Hand me my megaphone. No. What? Is this a mutiny? Yes. We'll see about that. When you're a chicken or a demon. We can tie him up. Yeah, if we had some rope. This will take some shrewd strategy, boys. It's suicide. As the argument continues, the gargantuan 12-armed demon suddenly reaches out, grabbing the smaller demon... Lifting it into the air. Uh, help! And throws it back down. The city quakes. The street splits open. Buildings collapse from the shock. And inside Dr. Missoula's demon. Did, some, did someone say retreat? Mojo, can you get us out of this crater? I think we're upside down. What was that? It, it, it just ripped off an arm. Which one? Our upper left. Why? Just trying to compensate. Oh, 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 oh,
it, it just got the lower right one. Mm, this is alarming. Disarming. He's pulling off all our arms. Yes, yes, yes. It just presents a problem. Another arm. Oh, farewell to arms. We're on our feet. All right, boys. Sound the retreat. It's too late. He's picking us up again. While the pathetic fight continues, Leroy the Imp grabs a handful of Mojo's matches and climbs out of the porthole. Hey, hey, look. Hmm. Looks like he's abandoned ship. The gargantuan demon rips off the last arm, snaps off their head, and then kicks them like a tin can down the street. Until they come spinning to a stop, balanced upon the edge of a deep precipice. Meanwhile, inside the gargantuan demon, Mad Missoula fails to notice the tiny little fellow that crawls through his air vent. Now, one final swift kick and it's all over. <laughs> Preoccupied with applying the coup de grace, he doesn't feel the matches lining the sole of his sorcerer's slippers or even hear the sound as they poof into action. What? My foot! <laughs> the gargantuan demon hops into the air, <laughs> slips, and topples headfirst over the edge of the precipice. <laughs> Your world is a mess and will continue to get worse because there's no reason it should get better. Everyone is tired of life, would love to leave, but they're stuck with it. Trapped. Living inside someone else's thoughts. Working for someone else's desires. Living out someone else's dreams. Conned into thinking they're yours. You're all suckers. Depress me. Goodbye. Wait. As you know, Captain Jack has defeated the mad sorcerer. And so, Jack has defeated, as it though just out, the barely, wasn't crazy. the mad sorcerer. Was just angry. Ticked off at the what happens that next sort of is very strange indeed. The sorcerer agreed to show Jack. It seems as though he and the sorcerer stand on the rim of the world. stood on the rim, looking out across the heavens. Looking out across the heavens, the sorcerer stretches forth his arms, arms, and the sky cracks open. Rainbows spill out of the slit in the sky. And there before him is the passageway to that elusive reality known as the Velvet Realm. Next week, the conclusion of the incredible adventures of Jack Flanders. Waiting to 
to you and me, oh boy. Oh boy, the whole world can see that you were meant for me. Stars appear and the shadows are falling. You can hear my heart calling. A little bit of loving makes everything right. And I'm gonna see my baby tonight. All of my love, all of my kissing. You don't know what you've been missing, oh boy. Oh boy, when you're with me, oh boy. Oh boy, the world can see that you.
From Pedro show, that's horny toad with egg fart. <laughs> Before that, we had Buddy Holly with oh boy, and uh, we started the third hour out with part nine, the incredible adventures Jack Flanders, winding up to a big twisto of the braino. <clears throat> Get out the draino next week, last installment, and then we'll start another adventure with Jack. There's plenty, <laughs> believe me. Jack is every man. Jack Tripper on his bike. Right? Okay, here's an L.A. band called Los Tijuana's Bibles. What from Los Tijuana Bibles? What from Pedro Show?
Often musicians have trouble articulating in words. They usually just sit around when they talk to each other. It's like, oh, yeah, man, fuck. Oh, yeah. Fucking, fucking the fuck, fuck, fuck. That's all they hear. Oh, wow, last night, man, I got fucked up in this chick, you know, because they're, they're kind of punch drunk with the music, some of them, you know. I try to combat this with, I try to read a lot so that I don't forget how to speak because it's, it's important to be able to articulate. Mesdames, Mesdemoiselles, Messieurs, bonsoir. Iggy, can we talk about uh, Nico? I think you were quite uh, close, you, uh, Nico, la chanteuse Nico qui est morte yeah. cet été. She taught me uh, the first, first time I ever had a Beaujolais. That was from Nico. <laughs> Before that, I just had like Ripple, you know, you know this? Yeah. Iggy, la première fois où il a bu du Beaujolais, c'est Nico, la chanteuse du Velvet Underground, qui l'avait branché. And once she taught me how to eat pussy. <laughs> Et elle lui a également appris à lui faire des gâteries avec sa langue. She said one day, you know, there is something very nice you could do for me would make me feel very good. Un jour, elle lui a dit, tu pourrais faire quelque chose pour moi qui te ferait vraiment plaisir. So she showed me about that, which was a good thing to learn. Et elle lui a expliqué, c'était une bonne chose à savoir. It was, we just sort of in Switzerland, we'd go down in the basement every night for about a week. And uh, David would play piano, and I'd play drums, and we just record whatever we did, and it was sort of sounded like movie theme music. What from Pedro show? There's some Iggy speaking on uh, some history, Fizz, and before that we heard "I Want to Be Your Dog." That was uh, live from last September, September 13th, 2003, at. Um, Bull Dior in France. It was a motorcycle track. There was a 24-hour motorcycle race going on, and we came in in the middle of it. They did not stop the race. They had the stage over on the side, and uh, most intense thing. People had been camped out there for a bit, and uh, wine bottles everywhere. We thought maybe we were in for a Pelton, but nothing flew. The French cats were great. Yeah, Beaujolais were going to come raining down on us, but it was not the case. It was a great gig. It was intense, like when you go camping. Intense. Intense. Yeah. Before that, oh, speaking of Iggy, uh, I called back during Brother Matt's spin cycle, my machine, and there's a message from Iggy, and he says, uh, Stooges have been invited to play under the Statue of Liberty in the middle of August. So when I get back to Pat, I have to call Egg and say, yes, I'm all for that. Awesome. I mean, I'm all for playing under the sink with the Stooges. I mean, it's a matter of where it is, really. Uh, before uh, I Want to Be Your Dog, we had Dee Dee's Dead, uh, a magnum opus by a new band, an English band, called Random Bloke. These cats came up to me at the uh, Altamars parties gig and they gave me their CD and pretty neat they just started playing and we started off with eyes are slow uh los tijuana bibles i wonder if they're still together kind of a dan thing there huh, uh. <laughs> huh? well waving the dan flag it's a great band okay uh speaking of stooges some more uh, after the stooges and before these days before dark carnival Uh, Ron Ashton was in uh, Destroy All Monsters with Niagara, Mike Davis. And here's something from uh, 
something live from CBGB's. Destroy all monsters on the What from Pedro show. Vous savez que c'est interdit d'allumer quelque chose sur le plateau. Bonjour, Yves. Qu'est-ce que vous pensez de plus important dans votre vie? My... Nope. <laughs> That was uh, more French stuff. Here, here's Destroy All Monsters. <laughs>
Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs> Some jam and bass there, huh? That was Kira with Twisted Roots, Pat Smear, Paul Rossler, Maggie, and Emil. Before that, we had um, Destroy All Monsters, Ron Ashton. I have a CBGB's. Jesus is a shotgun. Uh, coming to the end here. If you had another Watt from Pedro show. The April 5, 2004 edition. Brother Matt, I want to thank you much for the very vital Aiden and Abedin assisting with this letting yeah, loose of the sounds. On the rig. Oh, yeah. And maybe a Linux uh, mission for the bunked out PC. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a the boat anchor thing here, boat boat mooring <laughs> piece of hardware because it's got windows plugging it up. Won't let it run right. He ate a worm or something. So uh, we're discuss, discussing options and maybe a Linux thing to free it and enable it to work, have fun. Be productive. Go crazy. No more paperweight. Yeah. <laughs> no more paper. Keep the rug from blowing off the deck here. That's what it's for. Anyway, um, no gigs for me, really, uh, because I had planned on this tour. So maybe I'll plot some up in the next couple of weeks because uh, we're going to get ready. When I do do this tour in September, <laughs> it'll be the new record. In a way, it's one song in nine parts, so it's 53 minutes. But we're working up right now about 20 minutes with the encores, too. Some trippy stuff. I was telling Brother Matt maybe the song that Taj Mahal did. And uh, got to think of a good organ song for Pete. I was thinking of doing a trippy version of It's All Right Now, Ma, I'm Only Bleeding. No, that Pete, because Pete... Uh, he hasn't really written songs, so he's always asking me how you do it. How do you come up with words? How do you come up with a title? How do you come up with this and that? And Petra, too. I remember taking her home after the studio, and she was asking me these really talented people. That it's kind of intense because um, I feel like such a thug when it comes to music. But Pete Wales, man. Maybe he's, he's a, yeah, he's an incredible he's musician. A great screamer. But what he tells me is, is like... Um, all those years of wedding band and stuff, uh, it's kind of, yeah, it didn't encourage you to write your own songs. You have other people's songs going through your head so much. And same kind of thing with Petra in a way, although she didn't do wedding band. She had lots of standards and stuff growing up. With her father, Charlie, played in the bass. But I think both of them could be uh, beautifully creative with composing, so I hope to inspire them on. But to have a Pete, yeah, sing some Bobby Dylan words, especially the meth Bobby, the best one. That might be something. Anyway, folks, um, thanks much for listening. Back uh, maybe at the end of the week, because Brother Matt has a week off. Yeah. That's vacation. cool. Yeah. So, see you next time quick. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>